This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Honey. As if our year couldn't get any worse, Kanye West has just had to shove his way into the national conversation for what literally appears to be nothing more than some cheap marketing for maybe a new album by publicly announcing that he's officially running for president of these United States. Oh my gosh. Now, before we go any further, we should probably clarify that, yes, Kanye West is indeed responsible for some of the greatest albums of the past two decades, and yes, despite our opinion on the design aesthetic of his clothing and shoe lines, they are extremely successful. I don't get it, but whatever. But Kanye, dude, just, okay, look, we don't need this bullshit right now, okay? Yeah, and we should probably also mention a few more things on this very long list of shit that Kanye has been up to over the years before we get to his latest publicity stunt. So since the beginning of Donald Trump's presidency, Kanye West has been viewed as an ally to the president, meeting with him on numerous occasions, as well as wearing that trademark MAGA hat. But uh, if Kanye or an artist from his label named GLC are to be believed, Kanye's support of Donald Trump was all just a well-orchestrated ploy in order to get people freed from prison. Per a podcast that rapper GLC appeared on, quote, Kanye actually gave me the boxes of the hats. He said, I'm never wearing these again. We had a conversation and I explained it to him, you know, the hurt that was attached to it. And he said he'd never do it again. And that's the word that he gave me. He also stated that, quote, he was like, bro, I'm just telling you that we got that amazing woman out of jail in Florida, right? We didn't really get to have that meeting until I put the hat on. So he's looking at it as, okay, I wear the hat. I get the stones thrown at me. I'll have people hating me, but people going to get free. Nobody cared who I was till I put on this hat. And, uh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, interesting. Yeah. Kanye, he hasn't really stated anything publicly one way or another. But looking back on this now, uh, he wasn't just wearing the hat and sucking up to Trump privately. Mm -hmm. He made there was no shortage of very public statements regarding his support for Trump. He was like allied with fucking Candace Owens for like a couple months there before he like He's like, wait, oh, this this bitch is crazy. Yeah, when you when you She's out crazy, crazy for Kanye, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you out crazy Kanye, there's uh, there's some issues. Maybe that's what made him come around. But there's <laughs> Maybe. there's a lot of evidence here that he wasn't just messing around yeah. to get things done. If it was a grift, he took a lot of unnecessary steps. And there's yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know benefits to Trump being president for people that are billionaires like sure, him, and yeah. we'll, we'll get to one in a second, but uh, listen, uh, having said all of that, if, if the truth is that he was just playing Trump the whole time to get people out of prison, look, that's fine. Sure. But uh, you also have uh, Kanye diving headfirst into a super religious rabbit hole in recent years as well, with a lot of what he's trying to build seeming, uh, at the very least, a little cult-like from the outside looking in. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. He's also partnered and appeared alongside prosperity gospel preacher, televangelist, and generally awful person Joel Osteen for some very bizarre sermons. They essentially went on tour, and I think they were going to continue to do that if it wasn't for the goddamn pandemic. Yeah. It's it's just strange. And look, all of this, the, the, the really religious stuff and the what seems like cult building... It led us to believe that, I mean, sure, Kanye, he may love Jesus or whatever, but he's also probably very aware of the numerous tax loopholes that religion can provide for you. Yeah. Probably. All of this, I think, I feel, I feel it, I can't say for sure, but I feel it like a lot of his opinions have been changed with uh, how monetarily successful he has become yeah. over the past decade. Yeah, and marrying it into a family uh, of billionaires. Uh, yes, they're, they're both billionaires. It's, yeah. It's a lot. Anyway, there is, of course, plenty more where that came from, but... Whatever, let's just circle back to what he's done this week and why it sucks. Even if it is just a marketing ploy, 
for a new album or something. So on the goddamn 4th of July, America's birthday, <laughs> Kanye West tweeted this out to his nearly 30 million followers. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. Yeah. And yeah, thereby officially threw his hat in the ring in the 2020 election. Right? Well, no, wrong. And we'll get to that. But uh, first, we should point out that uh, Elon Musk, a.k.a. he who is unable to simply log the fuck off, yeah. was one of the first people to respond to Kanye's tweet, replying with, you have my full support. In between a bunch of tweets attacking Ken Klippenstein. Yeah. All weekend long. Just very, Elon Musk, very not mad. <laughs> just no one has ever been less mad online yeah. than uh, Elon Musk this past weekend. Why I have the thickest skin. When journalist Ken Klippenstein <laughs> tweeted a picture of him standing next to Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So Elon and then Kanye, they, I, may, maybe they discussed this announcement while hanging out one day before the tweet was sent because they can both be seen here not social distancing via a picture that they forced Grimes to take Yeah, with her little child hands. <laughs> Grimes, can you please take a picture of me and my friend? Thank you, babe. And uh, while seeing Elon Musk respond to an announcement by Kanye West running for president in a serious manner is enough to send both of us into an uncontrollable fit of rage where we ramble on for minutes, uh, one user named Monstoror was able to sum up our frustrations with uh, just the announcement and the Musk reply quite succinctly, saying, yeah. There's nothing quite like watching two wealth hoarders with disruptive influence play haphazardly with an entire country's future during a time of great strife and incalculable suffering, like dragons sitting atop piles of gold breathing fire at hungry peasants for kicks. It's yeah. all a fucking game to these people. Yeah. 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 So this is, it's just bullshit. I mean, he's not actually legitimately running for president. We all know that. He's already passed the actual deadline to add his name to the ballot in most states, even if he wanted to, which he probably doesn't. He's yeah. just saying it. Yeah. The problem here is that this is one of the most important elections of all of our lifetimes. And the guy running against Trump, he's probably one of the worst candidates anyone could have picked unforgivably bad. Yes, there are plenty of reasons not to vote for Joe Biden. So someone with as much influence as Kanye West, even joking about running for president could potentially, not saying it will happen, but potentially have some effect on the outcome, even if a fraction of his base writes him in. It's stupid and it's frustrating. And we're already tired of everything else that's going on. So why throw this onto the pile just to make headlines so you can raise awareness about a new album or tracks or your the the he's building low income housing in dome form what i think it's part of his cult thing look, okay. uh, look i don't know i don't know okay well also <laughs> yeah this is not the first time that kanye has announced that he would be running for president he also said that he would be running in 2020 all the way back in 2015 during the mtv video music Awards. where everyone announces their presidential bids yeah historically so this isn't without precedent although he previously claimed that he'd be moving his campaign back to 2024 most likely to make way for trump's second term yeah didn't want to be rude but as you'll clearly remember from earlier in this video kanye or at least people speaking on his behalf say that he's changed yeah. and maybe was just pretending this whole time yes I was pretending to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, now, of course, we're sure he's at least somewhat happy with the Trump administration right now because his company, Yeezy LLC, quote, received a multi-million dollar loan as part of the federal government's coronavirus stimulus package, according to records released Thursday by the U.S. Treasury Small Business Administration. And uh, they're not alone. And just uh, oh, well, a yeah. whole lot of companies mm -hmm. got a whole lot of money. Anyway, yes, Kanye West, a billionaire who is married to another billionaire, was able to apply for and successfully receive millions of dollars in taxpayer-funded stimulus money that was designated for small businesses in order for them to survive the pandemic. But hey, 
Like Elliot said, Kanye West, he's not the only one who has seemingly taken advantage of the $2 trillion paycheck protection program. Of course, we have Devin Nunes' winery. They got to pay out. There you go, Devin Nunes. We don't have to worry about running out of that sweet, sweet Devin Nunes wine. Great. Uh, at least three businesses linked to Jared Kushner cashed in on this. Oh, wow. uh, the Ann Rand Institute got somewhere between $350,000 and $1 million worth of handouts. So ironic. Interesting. That what, what did Ayn Rand think about uh, government handouts again? Can someone uh, remind me? I don't know. Did she love them? I, I think she did, actually. I guess so. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Very ironic, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and even uh, the mighty FaZe clan is estimated to have received between $1 and $2 million in government relief. Uh, just, you know, putting it out there. And while it is pretty fucking ridiculous to see major companies and an esports organization who just three months ago uploaded a video welcoming viewers to their brand new $30 million team house applying and receiving these loans... Not all these businesses did it for bad reasons. They have bills to pay. They have people to employ. But it is kind of shitty knowing that all these huge companies were able to shove their way through the door immediately because they have lawyers and accountants working nonstop to make sure everything is handled fast and efficiently and that they can get through all these loopholes. Yeah. When actual small businesses, by, I mean, most people's definitions, typically don't have the ability to maneuver yeah. quite so easily and could have been hung out to dry as everyone else raced to get a bunch of free money from the government. So, yeah, yes, it, it does piss me come, off. Uh, first serve. So. And, and so that's the thing. When it's first come, first serve, and you already have an army of lawyers and yeah. accountants who are ready to just sign, sign all the correct documents and file yeah. it so you get it, you have a bunch of other places that uh, can't do that. Yeah. So it, it does make me kind of angry, and I want to hope that FaZe Clan is using this money uh, in a good way, paying their employees and whatnot. It's just awkward timing for their whole $30 million house reveal. Yeah. Maybe sell a, sell a house, maybe get to a smaller house for the team. It's a very luxurious mansion. Maybe move to Idaho and get a big house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even even Kanye owns like a bunch of, he's got a compound out in like Wyoming. That's what, he, So he's building on it now yeah. too. He's got these dome houses. Yeah. Just move FaZe Clan out to Wyoming. <laughs> sure. Anyway, <laughs> we need to jump on the Moose Face Clan to Wyoming train. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Face Clan. You can you can do it. You Bet can save you some money for your employees by simply moving to Wyoming. Anyway, one thing is for sure: we sure as shit did not apply for the program because that would have been disingenuous. Yes. Instead, we rely on our beautiful viewers and our wonderful sponsors to keep the content train chugging. And yes, by the way, we are going to talk about Quibi after this. <laughs> yeah, old reliable. I wonder if they got a PPP uh, loan. loan. <laughs> uh, probably. Anyway, before we talk about Quibi, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, Honey, before we get to the rest of that news. We all shop online a lot, especially lately, but did you know that you can make online shopping even better? You can with Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, Target, Macy's, Etsy, Walmart, etc. When you check out, this little box drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait for a few seconds for it to scan for every promo code on the internet, and then just watch the prices drop. I said to myself the other day, I'm going to get some summer clothes, even though no one's going to see me. Yeah. And by God, I got 10% off those summer clothes. Nice. Didn't even know it was a sale going on. Went on there to get some cheap 4th of July savings and got even more. Thanks, Honey. Yeah. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $1 billion in savings. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, and they're adding more every day. Users love Honey, and that's why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use, installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's now part of the PayPal family. 
Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash ITDaily. That's joinhoney.com slash ITDaily. You know, thinking about it, we probably should have applied for some of that shit and got an air conditioner installed in here. Yeah, might have to go shopping for a fan, <laughs> a couple fans. We need a swamp cooler is what we need. Yeah. All we have is that little wall unit, and it's, you know. Not enough. It's as doing can, its best. It's, as you can see. It's, it's working really hard, uh, you know, all day, but it does nothing when the heat is this yeah. high. But let's jump back into the news by continuing our constant beating of a pathetic dead horse, Quibi. Did you remember to cancel your subscription? Good. Great. Now you'll never know how The Princess Bride ends unless you watch the actual movie. Anyways, Quibi is conveniently back in the news once again, right after its final free, uh, the final free week. The last week you could watch it for free. Mm -hmm. And you probably already assumed this because we're reporting on it, but the news, not good. Kind of just an expose. Uh, on Monday morning of this week, Vulture posted a very long, very intricate, very detailed report about Quibi, which includes interviews from internal staff, as well as people that were involved in pitching programs about their experiences. Uh, the article is aptly titled, is anyone watching Quibi? Kind of a rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. We will link the article down below. But let's just t let the tale tell itself here. Because mm -hmm. you already know where we personally stand when it comes to this absolutely stupid streaming platform that was doomed to fail from the very beginning. So comedy writer Scott Gardner, a uh, classmate of mine back yeah, in college, he recalls go. his first meeting with Quibi saying, quote, I can honestly say I've never been in such a cocky pitch environment. I would describe the atmosphere as almost Wolf of Wall Street, not in terms of actual debauchery, but it's an incredibly nice office that just goes and goes. They had two lobbies. You went in and checked in at a nice big lobby, then you were moved to another lobby. There's massive jars of expensive, nice seeming candy everywhere. It's sleek and modern, and you see hundreds of people passing by. And there's this energy of people who really believe they've got the next big thing. Sounds like a company we used to work for. It, uh, yeah, this article, there was a lot of <laughs> eerie parallels between, uh, you know. At this point, I'm just inclined to believe that literally every startup ever is playing on the same playbook. Because yeah, they, they're all run by, like, executives who have all worked for these. It's very incestual. It's 100% what it is. Like, uh, you need the candy jar up front. It looks great with all the colors in there. Everything in this article is just based. It's if Machinima had a billion dollars instead of, like, 100 million, 100 million or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Unfortunately, Quibi, it didn't work out for Mr. Gardner, who went on to essentially confirm what a lot of people thought about the pitch process at Quibi, and one of the many reasons it has failed, saying, quote, it was just clear that if we didn't have a celebrity attached, they weren't interested. Yeah, it's almost like uh, everyone saw that they were focusing entirely on celebrities and their reach on social media instead of creating compelling shows that people would be interested in, regardless of who's in them. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess that's proven now. Anyways, uh, here's some more from the article. Quote, Quibi was to launch in the spring of 2020 with 50 original shows and another 125 were to be rolled out by the end of the first year. Recognizing the risk of making something for an unproven platform, Katzenberg typically offered to pay producers costs plus 20%. Quote, people on Quibi have $100,000 a minute to make content, Katzenberg tells me. Jesus, fuck. Okay. Quote, that doesn't exist on other platforms. Producers who went into meetings with him skeptical walked out thinking he might be onto something. <laughs> he believes in it. <laughs> he really believes what he's selling here. Quibi's future seemed unlimited, and for a moment, when it launched on April 6th, it looked as if all of Katzenberg's glorious predictions might come to pass. That first day, the Quibi app rose to number three in Apple's App Store. Instead, Quibi has foundered. The app's ranking dropped to number 284 by mid-June. A handful of shows, such as a reboot of Reno 911, seem to have found an audience. It's impossible to know precisely how large an audience, since Quibi, like other streamers, doesn't release numbers. But critical attention has focused mostly on the flops. 
that Quibi managed to spend ungodly amounts of money for high-gloss Hollywood content with A-list talent only to end up without a discernible hit has inspired a substantial amount of schadenfreude. 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 The article then goes into all the details surrounding Katzenberg, his brilliant idea, how it was built, and his partnership with Meg Whitman. Uh, but while <laughs> the platform was being developed, it was just called New TV. Mm, brilliant. <laughs> Uh, they, they needed something snappier, something the kids would love. Quote, Katzenberg had originally wanted to call it omakase after the sushi tasting menus he enjoyed at least once a week at Nobu Malibu. Quote, that would have really won over Wisconsin, a former insider notes. Ultimately, Quibi won the day. Quote, they never asked staff to weigh in on it, this person says. People on the staff thought it was cringy and would ask, is it too late to change it? Meg loved it. Though arguably no sillier sounding than Hulu, Quibi would be roundly mocked by people who thought it sounded like a quinoa-based doggy snack or the cry of an attacking Ewok. <laughs> Quibi! They should have named it McClunky. <laughs> McClunky was the best name. <laughs> Coming soon to McClunky. <laughs> At least then it would have been the like, it would have been in on the joke. <laughs> yeah. In on the joke. Got a pitch meeting over at the McClunky office. They got a lot of money for some reason. The, 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 I could describe the aesthetic of the office, office as rusty and yeah. rustic. <laughs> They've got an old wagon wheel. McClunky. <laughs> Welcome to McClunky's. Instead of candy, they have ribs. Yeah. <laughs> There's sawdust all over the floors of McClunky's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a fun word. Uh, anyways, there was the obvious reported infighting between Katzenberg and Whitman that apparently grew and grew, but also didn't start, they didn't start on a great foot, it sounds like. Well, remember when she ran for governor of California? She's done a lot. Yeah, she yeah. has. Uh, here's that story. Once Quibi had moved into the 49,000 square foot space, quote, they carved up North and South Korea and they drew a DMZ line each doesn't cross. Whitman okay. sits on the third floor, Katzenberg on the fourth. Quote, Katzenberg was in the content corner. Meg did everything else. On occasion, Whitman would have to discourage Katzenberg from reaching out to people in departments she oversaw, with marketing being a particular flashpoint. Quote, it was like, oh, mom and dad are fighting again, the source adds. Sounds like a, a great place to work with a healthy managerial style yeah. that anyone would love to be involved in. Real team of rivals. Yeah. Uh, here's some more select quotes from this article. One media investor suggested the quality of Quibi's lineup reflected an adverse selection bias. In other words, Quibi is getting A talents, B material. <laughs> Quote, if we have a show that's going to be a huge hit, you pitch to Netflix, HBO, says a producer with a project at Quibi. If it doesn't get traction, you pitch to Quibi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez. Just give us the slop. Yeah, oh man, Netflix, they didn't pick it up. Where do we go? Well, yeah. Katzenberg's got an unlimited supply of money. Let's uh, go. No one else wanted it. Send it to Quibi. Yeah. Uh, when I ask Whitman what TV shows she watches, she responds, I'm not sure I'd classify myself as an entertainment enthusiast. <laughs> Especially now. Holy shit. When Gal Gadot came to the offices and delivered an impassioned speech about wanting to elevate the voices of girls and women, Katzenberg wondered aloud whether she might become the new Jane Fonda and do a workout series for Quibi. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Apparently her face fell, says a person briefed on the meeting. <laughs> Wow, this Jeffrey Katzenberg guy kind of sounds like a dick. Yeah. Um, hey, you got... <laughs> yeah, yeah, great yeah, speech. Do, do a little 360. Yeah, you got a nice body. Yeah, she's really passionate. But you know what, you she, you know what else? She looks great. We should get her to do a workout class. Jesus Christ. Uh, quote, at a casting session this year while watching a tape test for a Daily Essentials host who was a black man with an afro, oh, Katzenberg no. said the man didn't look authoritative. Mm. 
Uh, <laughs> quote, there was an incredible lack of knowledge of the audience and dismissiveness of the audience, another ex-quibite says. A thing Jeffrey always says is, I'm not a child or mother, but I made movies children and mothers loved. I know millennials better than millennials. I think that mm, the millennials are going to prove him wrong. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, quote, it's very Trumpy in there, says a person with firsthand knowledge. Unless you agree with them, you're a troublemaker. Meg believes she's a marketing genius. Jeffrey believes he's a content genius. So you end up in shitty jobs where you're there to execute their vision, which no one else there believes in. <laughs> Sounds very familiar again. Yeah. Uh, and finally, quote, in market research following its Oscars and Super Bowl ads, 70% of respondents said they thought Quibi was a food delivery service, according to two people separately briefed on the research. Those ads were just so bad. Like, pointless. Completely pointless. Completely ads pointless. showed nothing that was happening. Didn't, yeah, and clearly, unless you knew what Quibi was before you saw the ad, there was yeah. pretty much nothing in the ad to tell you what Quibi is. Nor were the ads a show on Quibi. No. Yeah, it was like, oh, this isn't like a, you, hey, con continue watching this. Hey, you want to see Danica Patrick naked? Yeah. Come on over to Quibi.com or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't even like that. It was just a commercial. And the, the funny thing was, it, it's also in the article as well, but like it seems as though uh, the Oscars ad was pointless outside of being self-serving for Katzenberg because they were clearly in marketing research trying to target people between like the ages of 16 and 36 or whatever. Yeah. And the median age of the Oscars is significantly higher than yes. that. Yes, yes. So it's basically just like, hey, by the way, this is that thing Katzenberg's working on. So, I mean, lots of bad decisions here. Yeah. But again, the, the whole article, well worth a read. It offers some great insight into the sometimes batshit world of entertainment. And there are plenty of great stories in there from employees and production people. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. <laughs> you're going to wonder, where's your $1 billion to just completely throw away? Yeah. But if you want yet another clear-cut example of Quibi just rolling over and dying before our very eyes, look no further than their recent Twitter posts. That are supposed to be <laughs> promoting their newest shows. So keeping in mind, these are the, the first new shows to hit, at, hit this app after the free trial period is ended. Yeah, you would think they'd be going guns blazing. Here we go, baby. Yeah, get ready for everything you're going to pay for. All right, here's the, here's the tweets. You guys, we have three new shows out today. Thread. First, an animated comedy to accurately drag your astrology sign. A reality show where a bunch of people play with toys. And some non-news news with Mr. Nish Kumar. Wow, Quibi, uh, really fucking selling it there. Literally yeah. not even a screenshot or maybe even, God forbid, a trailer for any of this shit. <laughs> Just literally yeah, very short tweets. Yeah, we got some stuff. Whatever. I like that the thread uh, didn't even need to be a thread. thread. Yeah, <laughs> all of that could have fit in one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the best was like, it was up for like an hour before I saw it. And it was like two retweets, 11 likes. Yeah, just, just killing it. No, uh, <laughs> no interaction, really. Yeah. Oh, you know what we need? Uh, our, our social media presence is, is too... It's too formal. It's the kids, too, the millennials we need, that we were trying to attract, they love depression. We got, we, so we hired the guy that ran the Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. account. We couldn't afford the Steakums guy. But, uh, <laughs> it reads like one of those Steakums ads or yeah. like nihilist Arby's. Yeah. Yeah. The world's ending. Fuck it. Eat our beef. Uh, anyways, before we go, let's do a silly one. Uh, that doll brand, American Girl, is very pissed that someone turned their brand into a meme by saying that they were actually releasing an American Girl doll based on the Karen phenomenon. It's so good, though. Uh, in the fake advertisement for the doll scene here, which is fantastic, by the way, it shows a Karen in the wild with her shopping cart, her gun, and her trademark haircut. <laughs> Clearly not wearing a mask. Uh, and it reads, meet Karen, 2020 Girl of the Year. 
She's an independent thinker who refuses to wear a mask in public places. And uh, of course, the ad is complete with the uh, very official looking American Girl branding. But it's clearly a joke. Oh, is it, Elliot? Because... Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, it didn't take long for certain doll aficionados <laughs> to contact the company to complain about this totally real doll they were releasing. With one fan writing, I saw a post of an American Girl doll, Karen, who refuses to wear a mask and carries a gun as disgusting. Is this what we want to teach our children? <laughs> And uh, the brand actually replied, seemingly unaware of the Streisand effect, and also that it's it's literally impossible to remove me from the internet. No, we'll take care of it. Yeah, here's what they said. Donna, we were equally disgusted with this post. Please be assured we are taking the appropriate steps to ensure this is removed. And wow. when someone pointed out the Streisand effect to them, they responded, Thank you for taking the time to share this information with us. We were informed of this post a few days ago and are working with the appropriate teams at American Girl to ensure this copyright violation is handled appropriately. Wow. Here's a spoiler alert for the American Girl people, though. It's not going to fucking happen. No. And you might take down the original Facebook post, but hundreds more will pop up in its, pa in its place. Then when everyone finally sees this incredible doll, they're going to... They're going to want one of their own. You'll be forced to create it just in time for Christmas. Don't let this slip Come through on. your hands. You don't want another baby Yoda on your hands. This economy is about to tank very hard, and you've got a product that people are talking about. Start the conversation. <laughs> people want to get their hands on Karen. Yeah. I would buy the Karen American doll. Yeah. American girl doll. I think it'd be great. American Karen girl. Uh, if there isn't one already available on Etsy, by the time this video goes up, I think we might have a new career path. Those dolls are expensive. They are. Well, they're collectors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're fucking they're action figures. They're with. action yeah. figures for 50-year-old women. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm barren, so American Girl dolls it was. <laughs> Please enter my doll fortress. Ugh. Put a doily down before you sit. Ugh. My cat has peed there all the time. Anyways, <laughs> that's our show for today. Yeah. Please make sure to watch our, watch our most recent episodes of Weekly Weird News yeah. and News Dump. You can do that by clicking these links right over there. They're interactive. Interactive. Can you believe it? It's like Quibi. Yeah, <laughs> except better. Yeah, we'll see you soon for Tech News Day. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.